In a podcasting world filled with true crimes, insane interview podcasts, and gross celeb news stories, Bryce and Ren, that's us, try to do the impossible. Create a podcast that'll help you survive your commute or workday. Bryce and Ren and Ned's Declassified School Survival Guide. Today we'll actually be talking about Ned's Declassified uh, for the 2022 New Year Netathon. Uh, today we'll be discussing Season 2, Episode 5 of Ned's Declassified, Vice Principals and Mondays, uh, Episode 6 of Season 2 of Ned's Declassified, Your Body and Procrastination, and finally Episode 7, Season 2 of Ned's Declassified titled Gross Biology Dissection and Upperclassmen. So we have a lot to discuss tonight, uh, and who else would I discuss it with? But one, Renan Fontes. Ren, Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Bryce. It almost feels weird to be discussing Neds after over a full month and several episodes (laughs) of non-Neds content. Yes, this is, we're back to our bread and butter tonight. Uh, or at the very least, the bread. The bread could be dry, but we're going to add some juice into it. We're going to juice up this bread and make it some nice savory bread. Soggy bread. Some soggy bread. Perfect Wet for bread. perfect for the ducks. Uh, Ren, to, to, uh, so I started this with Happy New Year. I, I want to pose to you one of my favorite questions that Curb Your Enthusiasm poses, which is, uh, when is it too late to say Happy New Year? When is it too late? Yeah, when's the cutoff? I think, hmm, the day after everybody goes back to work. So, like, after, t- so tomorrow yeah. is supposedly the day that most people tomorrow, are back to work. Tomorrow is the last day you can say Happy New Year. Mm-hmm. And then at that point, it's it's kind of too little too late. Yeah, like, if you didn't say by then, mm-hmm. you, you screwed up. Yeah, so I've been asking um, different people in my life this question, Ren, just because I, I, like, um i think curb offers a lot of like uh questions that make for good conversation this being one of them uh, i heard uh some folks say end of january end of jan you think the whole month mm-hmm. i think that's excessive so imagine like end of january you made it it's like january 30th or something you're talking with someone and they're like oh by the way uh happy new year it's like what? Like, going off that logic, you can <laughs> say Happy Martin Luther King Jr. Day by the end of January, too. Because it's a January holiday. True. True, because it's it's also one, um, what was I going to say? It's one-twelfth of the year at that point. Yeah. One-twelfth of the the year is done. The year's not new anymore. No. No. Um, there was that, and the other interesting thing that was brought up in this, Ren, uh, is uh, my friend Liam had, had said, what about... Um, we were talking about in, in person, maybe a week, maybe give it a week. But imagine getting a text message from someone like January 15th that just says Happy New Year. I I wouldn't want to respond to that. No. I'd be concerned. I like that person was thinking about you. Mm-hmm. They're sending you a, me- a text message, January 15th, <laughs> Happy New Year. Yeah. If that's the wrong person, you don't you don't want that. Yeah, I think you have New Year's Day for the text message and that's it. Is that right? You can't possibly I, I, send. I think that's fair. You can't send a text message after that. that. Yeah. yeah. 
after that it's it's you know poor form so all right uh and also how are we doing after Grinch week because I gotta say for me um Grinch week left me I think uh scarred and a little bit damaged (laughs) I uh it didn't end up being as magical as I was hoping it would be Mm -hmm. like in, I think it was better than Dolly Day in terms of, like, quality and discussion. Oh, hell yeah. I think we managed to get, like, some pretty good mileage out of our Grinch discussions. Mm-hmm. I think it's a shame that, like, we had problems with all of them, but our problems only got worse with each one. Yes. Like, yeah, and by the Grinch, I just wanted mm-hmm. to die. <laughs> <laughs> That's so traumatic. I am... Um... For me, friend, the impact was less like with the podcast and more about outside of the podcast. I felt myself um, quoting the Grinch a lot and like yeah, I've been I've been thinking doing, uh, thinking little, about the Grinch. It's uh, it's, uh mm-hmm. the song the like the insults from the song really stuck with me. <laughs> You're a bad banana with a two and a half foot rod. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's just um i think it it didn't ruin my christmas by any means but it definitely left an impression and i, think, da- <laughs> I it left an impression yeah you're right yeah because days later i was on a walk yesterday and looking at trash because it was garbage day and i was like uh boxes and bows and bags like just the way he says it it was just ringing in my head uh, I yeah. think uh, I think next year we should or this year we should do Rankin Bass. That's we could <laughs> we could take on the Rankin Bass specials. Um, the RBEU. Yeah, I would have been to be honest. I'm more interested in Home Alone. Home Alone. Uh, the, all the Home Alone movies. There's like six of them or something. Disney just put one out this year on Disney Plus, yeah, which I heard home. was garbage. So we could run our Home Alone for a week. Mm-hmm. Oh, that'll help our numbers. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, Ren, it is 2022. It's finally time to talk about the middle school you and I have been wanting to talk about for quite some time. I finished season four of The Wire. Uh, yeah, did you like uh, it? Yeah. yeah. What, uh, what ended up being your favorite storyline? <laughs> I feel so bad for our audience. Oh, I, we're not. I promise we're going to talk about Nets. We're going to talk about Nets. <laughs> Uh, what happened? To, uh, my favorite storyline. I so from episode like nine to the end of the season, watching the kids uh, yeah. unravel or truly find themselves. Like everything the kids went through became so much more fascinating, so much more interesting um, in such a short amount of time. So like I, that whole crew was great those actors were great i don't know if they're we... phenomenal child actors yeah i don't know if we get them again in, in season five or if it, i'm not sure yet um but yeah uh i would love to see any of them back on my screen and i i don't know in terms of like actors what they're up to now but i hope that they you know had a, a pretty healthy career after the wire they should have mm-hmm. because that was uh some really good performances from all of them it's yeah. uh, it's fitting that that's your favorite storyline because you know middle schoolers Ned's declassified mm-hmm. they're kind of the same world if you think about it yeah which it's, is uh, it's it's hard to imagine like the I Ned know going through what the wire kids go through <laughs> yeah in which in which Ned makes a gives a wrong tip and gets his face uh cut in half 
but, like, um, in class. Only the same age. It's crazy. It is. I know. Yeah. So um, it was a bit jarring because I watched them back to back. I watched the three episodes of Ned's, and then I watched um the wire. the wire, and I was like, wow, these are kids are supposed to be the same age. That's some serious whiplash. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no one wears turbo skates in the wire. No. Then there's no there's no kangaroo boots either. So, all right. So Ren, um, let's talk some Neds. Finally, yeah. let's do it. Uh, in terms of the structure of this conversation, are we really just going through? Because we talked about uh, previously wanting to really break it down a little bit. Um, yeah. not have it be so structured. Uh, with that said, there's three episodes, six segments total. Uh, in <laughs> the in the grab bag tonight. What'd you say? We have to take it a segment at a time. We have to take it a segment at a time? Yeah. Okay. So we gotta, at the very least, do that. My notes, um, I took a page out of your bo- um, book, I'm sorry, a lot less extensive. Mm-hmm. So um, we can, you know, we'll, we'll do our best and uh, just talk about, I'm assuming that we both have different talking points in terms of what we found to be interesting. And I think that'll make for a more... Um, maybe not more engaging, but a more natural discussion than just going scene by scene. Yeah, yeah. Um, so let me pull up. Excuse me. Uh, let me pull up my notes. I didn't watch. I got to be honest with you. I did not rewatch um, Vice Principals on Mondays. <laughs> I did. Okay, so you gave that one a rewatch. I, I didn't. Um, because I felt like I had a, a pretty firm grasp on it. Okay. So uh, let's start, of course, with the vice principal situation. Yeah. Uh, we get a brand new character early in season two of Ned's in Vice Principal Crubs. And he's not a one-off, as we see from this block of episodes. He actually sticks around as the vice principal. Yes. Yeah, so is he a new hire to the school? Is that why we haven't seen him? He's Maybe I, he's, he's new? I think we're supposed to... Uh, assume that he's been around the whole time and just hasn't been, like, seen. Because we have mm-hmm. heard a principal on the, like, overhead. Yes. So Voiced like, by Gordy. I'm not, a, like, no one treats, uh, what's his name? Crub? Crubs? Crubs, yep. No one treats Crubs like he's new. Like, they act like he's always been there. Mm-hmm. You know, it's always, a, like, an, an annoying thing when sitcoms do that, but I feel like it makes enough sense here. Like, there was never an opportunity where the characters would have met him last season. Yeah. I mean, our crew doesn't get in trouble that often. With, like, you know, in trouble, trouble. Sometimes they'll, like, mess with the teacher and Sweeney gets upset. But, yeah. Um, what did you think of this mystery? I liked it, and I didn't figure it out. Okay. Yeah, I... Um, kinda. Like, I, I figured kinda... out the intent, but not the culprit. Yeah, I had a sense um, of who it was, but also it, it was hard for me to go. I had seen this episode years ago, mm-hmm. so like that was probably playing into oh, it as okay. well. Um, but I loved the the reasoning that they gave for it. So uh, the crime, of course, is that uh, different teachers' items essentially keep getting destroyed, and no one knows who's doing it. So it's a true vandal. <laughs> I... What I liked about this episode is that it felt, or like what I liked about this segment, because not the whole mm-hmm. episode felt this way. I liked that this segment kind of felt like a concept episode. 
like you said it a few weeks ago, but it felt like Krubs was the main character. Yeah. It reminded me of like the Law and Order episode of Community. Especially like the Cheetle zoom in. Mm. And like <laughs> all the techno babble and detective work that the characters need to put in. I like this segment actually makes me realize that I don't think the half segments work in the show's favor. Because this is a great idea that that deserves the full 22 minutes, I, I'd say. Yeah, and because so that's a great point. We get stuff like this, and then we um, get more like throwaway segments when this totally could have been extended. Yeah. Um, to just to be longer, and it would have been, I think, a lot of fun. And it's a really fun way to introduce Principal Krubs. It is as well, and very in memorable. Of, yeah, in terms of just like who is he? He's like a no nonsense guy. Uh, he often will put his hand on the intercom system and, you know, say okay. embarrassing things. The yeah. subtitles say it's cursing, which I thought was interesting. <laughs> I'm going to assume that in universe, this is it's like the SpongeBob dolphin noises. Okay, yeah, because so because he says Saza Baga Fraga. Yeah, which to me um, reminds it reminds me of uh, in Home Alone when uh, is it Marv? Yeah, when Marv gets his hair blown up uh, on fire in the first one, and then he's like. Uh, he puts his head into the snow, and he's like, Saza, fraga, fraga. Oh, I, I didn't realize it was a Home Alone reference. I don't know if it. I don't know if it was a direct reference, but You're maybe the home head. I'm the. I am the home head, <laughs> after all. Yeah. So there was this this big mystery. Who did it? Um, we get the return. Also, I I loved the return um, of the cardboard cutouts. Yep. Yeah, so Cardboard Cookie, this is his, like, third appearance or fourth appearance now. They're making some good use of continuity in these few episodes. Yeah, it's, uh, is it a lot to print a cardboard cutout of yourself? Like, a lot of money? You gotta go to, like, a Clinko's or something. Clinko's? Costco's. Clinko's? What? Costco also will not do that. (laughs) Costco's will do that, right? Um, Kinko's, there's no L. Clink. <laughs> Clink, yeah, Clinko's is like uh, when you put a couple of coins into a broken vending machine. Um, well, let's get some Clink. Oh, you're thinking of Pachenko? No. Thinking of uh, Plinko? 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 Oh, no. There's Plinko in uh, Game Show. The Price is Right. Yeah. 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 Rice Run play Plinko? Did you ever play Plinko? No, I've never. Oh, no, you know what? In a. Uh near pelham there's a place called moe's is this a subway place subway sandwiches sandwich place moe's okay they have a plinko machine where you go in you order if you get like 10 uh 10 things on your card you can play like plinko and win a prize i know because it was near the community college i went to so my friend and i would drive out there all the time for lunch and did you yeah i played plinko and did you win no okay never yeah plinko is really hard it's really hard (laughs) So, um, yeah, we get the cardboard cutouts are used to, like, as doubles, pretty much, to make Vice Principal Krubs think that the main gang is there, but instead the main gang has kind of gone off to do their own, uh, pretty much set their own trap. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and we find out, and so the only thing that the criminal is leaving, Ren, is Cheetle Dust. That's right, but not just any kind of Cheetle Dust. Yeah. Super hot Cheetle Dust. 
It's super hot Cheeto dust. Now, do you think that the super hot Cheeto will be given uh, an Emmy nomination for a, a, a guest starring role? You think the snack deserves an Emmy nomination for its guest starring role? Well, I mean, I just, I think maybe because the name, you know, Don Cheadle got one. Oh, I think Spicy Don Hot the- Cheetles. I, yeah, I think I think Spicy Hot Cheetle might also. I think if this the running. aired like this year after Don Cheadle won his Emmy for uh, the Emmy Award winning series The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, mm-hmm. then I think Cheetle Dust mm-hmm. from Ed's Declassified School Survival Guide could win a yeah. prime Emmy. Did he win that award? I knew he was nominated, but he won it. I'm pretty sure he won. Uh... <laughs> Isn't that baffling? Terrible. Like in a minute. If okay, listen. If he can do that, Ren, we can get an honorary degree for this podcast. That's what I'm saying, Henderson Hall. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So the spicy hot Cheetle dust. That's gonna be there. They're figuring out, and uh, some different things that I I want to go over. Also, the different like sabotages. Yeah. So we get. Um, the opening one where Chopsaw is like alone in his shop and he goes to, he leaves and he comes back to find that someone hammered his sander. I think it was his sander. Yeah. He's really upset. Cries a little bit. And then someone uh, stabs holes in a bunch of um, Durga's, is it basketballs? It is. Oh, but I, I want to discuss something about Durga right now because you just reminded me. Yes. Has Durga always had a lisp? Um, or I don't know. Did that just happen after she got her front teeth knocked out a few episodes ago? Because honest to God, cannot I can't remember if she always had this lisp or not. She definitely didn't. Or if this is I, continuity. Yeah, I think it's continuity. Yeah, but like, it's it's not something I like. You noticed it, right? I didn't. No. Okay, you didn't. Damn. I did not. No, but it doesn't mean that it's not there. Mm. I just all right. We'll look into this after. Okay, okay. Uh, Monroe wants a new VCR, and so Ned is like, oh, I have an idea. Right. Um, Cookie runs his algorithm again to see who could be the possible culprits. He it's run Mose. it on his computer program. What'd you say? It's Moe's. It's Moe's. Yeah, uh, it's not. Oh, wait, you knew already, because you would remember the episode. Yes. I actually yeah. did briefly think it could be Moe's. She does, like, a little bit of, a, like, the way she acts surprised in the early scenes when she finds the sander broken, it looks, like, I thought it, like, it was so focused on that I thought I was supposed to think it was her immediately. Mm-hmm. Fade and switch got me. Ah. Uh, yes, it's not Moe's. Did you think that it was a Loomer by any chance? No, not really. Yeah, I don't think it was Loomer either. It's always, like, it would be too obvious if it was Loomer. Uh, and then they all... Funny enough, if we're... <laughs> like, if any of the, uh, like, side characters... I, w- I was thinking poorly. Why? I don't know, it just... Because he was, like, the macaroon guy before. Yeah. So it strikes me as something he would do. <laughs> He's, like... like... It, it, this is better for variety. Character variety. Yeah. Uh, well, so I, I kind of agree with you. He strikes me a lot as the live-action version of Curly in, um, from Hey Arnold. Uh-huh. I don't know if you remember that character at all, but Curly was like the wild card of the show. Uh, some of his appearances include uh, breaking into and stealing the animals from the zoo. Um, he also locked himself in a closet uh, and then threw a bunch of dodgeballs at people. So, 
who would you say is the stinky in Ned's Declassified? Um, like Coconut Head, probably. <laughs> yeah. So, sure enough, uh, Ned sets a trap. So they realize, right, um, that, well, do they realize this yet? Or is it more they set the trap? They what? realize, like, what's happening, but they don't realize why it's happening. They realize what's happening, and they... They must suspect why, because Ned's whole plan is contingent. Yeah. Like, Ned, Ned suspects why. Yeah. So, like, they set up the plan, and then they wait. They just wait it out. Yeah. What's the plan, Ren? Uh, everyone's going to hide inside a closet inside mm-hmm. Mr. Monroe's room, and then the moment someone walks in for any reason, they're going to jump out and ambush them. Yes. But when it's the right person, then they actually wait. Yes. Melt it in the air. Uh. Yeah. They. <laughs> it is pretty good they this is like a, i don't know where this sketch feels so like from but it could be in just like in anything it, where they're all hiding in this closet it starts with just four of them they jump out first it's like uh who is it uh claire and claire's uh claire's like no it's not me it's Co- coconut head comes in as well he's like oh i just forgot my notebook but as they as people are going into the classroom to like grab stuff they're jumping out of the closet the people going into the room are surprised and so the rest of the gang is like okay guess it's not you and then they hear someone else coming so they all climb back into the closet it, it's, uh, it's a good bit I, it's it is a good bit and it, they do it until there's like eight of them in there and it slowly, of course, gets more cramped, harder to close. Yeah. And then finally, the culprit, Lisa Zemo. <gasps> Bryce, when you were a child watching this, mm-hmm. how did, were you surprised? It seems so out of character. Even after knowing the why, it seems so yeah. out of character. Like, she doesn't strike me as the kind of character who would do this based off her season one like appearance but yeah. I, I can forgive this in the mm-hmm. long run if her character like keeps showing more agency which she kind of does, does. Block of episodes we watch mm-hmm. so like this is mm-hmm. clearly a new characterization for lisa zemo but i think we can kind of write it off as like development you know it's unseen development because there was no real change that made her passive to active as a kid yeah but you know that's i guess that's just being a kid and growing up yeah like she's not really in Ned's inner mm-hmm. circle completely. No. Um, Ren, when it comes to Cheetos, real life Cheetos, do you like Cheetos? I do like Cheetos. I love Cheetos. I think they are the most economical chip. You know, so, if you're, what? If you're, looking to, if you're looking to buy chips for like, it's it's basically a chip. No, I'm with Nicole. What, what is it then? A corn puff. A corn puff. If anything, it's a cheese puff. It's made of like, corn. They're all, they're all like a version of chip. They're all like a tier of chip. No. But what I'm saying though, it's like a Cheetos bag and a Doritos bag. They're same. They're like in the same tier of snack. The yes. Yeah. So like, if you're gonna buy one, buy the Cheetos because you're gonna get more Cheetos than you would buy get Doritos in the Doritos bag. Yeah. No, I get what you're saying there. Yeah. All right. What about do you like Cheeto puffs? I do like Cheeto puffs, but I like the crunchy ones better. Okay. Yeah, I don't. I no, no. No. We we get the variety pack, and that's always the thing that's left. The Cheeto puffs. Just the Cheetos. You don't like Cheetos? 
Uh, not really. So the thing with Doritos is it gives you cheese dust, but it's at least like seasoned cheese dust. Yeah. Cheeto cheese dust is just cheese dust. That's the best part. But there's no seasons. You just get into the straight cheese. It's right from the cow. Yeah. No, is it? <laughs> show me that cow. Is it from the? Is it from the cheetah? I'll show you the orange Cheeto cow. Yeah. Is it from? Is it from the cheetah? Chester. <laughs> They must have to milk it to get the right cheese so they can dust it. Milk Chester? The creature? Chester cheetah. Well, you could probably... You can milk you can milk a cheetah, right? Yeah, we've all seen... Is it Meet the Parents that has yeah, that line? You can, yeah. Can you milk me, Greg? Yeah, if it has nipples, you can milk it. <laughs> Bryce and Ren meet the parents. So... Uh, yeah, so Lisa Zemo is... She's smashes school property eats cheetos in the meantime um gets kind of scolded she the reason why she's doing it is as the class treasurer again some great continuity um she recognizes that things can't be replaced even like and that it doesn't have funding for it unless it gets vandalized right it's good for neds to acknowledge this as like a real problem schools go through Mm mm-hmm and like it's a funny plot, but you know you can go further. Have like have Lisa destroy the desks too. Yeah. Have you ever seen um, Dead Poet Society? No. Oh. Okay. Uh, do you oh, know anything about it? Vaguely. Should we do a Robin Williams thon? No. No, <laughs> we don't need to do a Robin Williams thon for for that. That has the famous scene that I'm I'm sure you're at the very least familiar with it, where yeah, yeah. Uh, he has everyone stand on their desk. Uh, and say carpe diem sees the day uh, he then has everyone rip pages out of their textbooks and what I'm going to think here is maybe Robin Williams character was just looking for new textbooks you think so? yeah that's, yep. not, a, uh, that's not a bad idea because if you destroy all your textbooks mm-hmm. then the school, you know, you, kids can't read without them yeah, they school has to pay for it the school mm-hmm. has to pay for it yeah right. mm-hmm. uh, Ren, you gotta watch that movie Dead Poet Society? Yeah. Has Nicole seen it? Nick, yeah, Nicole seen it. Nicole, okay. Nicole loves Robin Williams. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Are you not, not so Robin. much, Ren? I there I like them. They're just a few movies I have I haven't seen of his. Yeah. Okay. You like, know, like, I, I've seen I've seen the hits like uh Bicentennial Man. And oh, Toy Man. Man. What what was and, the one uh, you sent me? Toy Man or something toys. like that? Toys. I've seen toys. I saw twenty four hour photo. You know, like the stuff that really defined his career. The heavy hitters. You yeah. haven't seen some of the more niche stuff. I heard, he does a voice in Aladdin. Yeah, he does um, a voice which, in Aladdin. Yeah, I, I know he's one of the uh, he's one of the leads in uh, Mrs. Doubtfire. That picture. Uh, I think it's called Mrs. Doubtburner. Mrs. Doubtburner. Yeah. I haven't seen it, so I you know, I only know it from Arrested Development. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I have nothing else to say about vice principals. It's a it's a fun little. Segment. It was fun. Yeah. It was fun. Um, Ren, we got five more to go through, so I'm not saying that we got to go quick by any means because I, I do want to. You know, it's the netathon. Yes. But I just you know for the sake of like our own livelihood, I think it's I, just like, important. I think this next one will go pretty quickly because there's not too much to discuss. Yeah, and Monday, so, am I right? Garfield? It was it was like montage of the episode. Is that does that feel right? We got. My head? Uh, we got Monkey Mondays, uh, Macchiato Mondays, Monster Mondays. Yeah. So uh, Ned's whole thing is trying to like make Mondays fun. Yeah. Make Mondays fun days. 
Cookie wears his favorite underwear on Mondays, so like he's good to go. Um, what else? Gordy, uh, Gordy, Gordy parties. <laughs> Gordy can't tell us what he does until we're thirty. You and I still can't hear what Gordy does. Yeah, I would love to know. We assume we're we too young for his adventures. Yeah, because does he? He lives at the school. We know that much, right? Yeah. But do we know if he leaves the school or is it? He, is... he definitely leaves the school because mm-hmm. remember he went to that wedding. Oh yeah, yes. He does stuff outside of the school. I'm, I'm thinking like Gordy's. He's probably into like a some kind of underground black market scene. You know, maybe trading exotic animals or something. <laughs> Which is why he wants the ferret so bad. Or like he's like a uh, secret night doctor for like mm. bad guys and mobsters, like uh, real underground. Is there a show about that? Or a movie, maybe? Maybe you and I could make it? Mm, there's definitely a movie. I've seen a movie. You think a movie? You think about that it. you would have this plot where there's a secret Doctor Who works on mobsters? No, it's a the, um hotel something. No, I, like, I'm, I'm sure this is actually a movie plot. That sounds very basic. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't doubt you. Yeah. Um, Are you thinking of The Office? Yeah, I was thinking of uh, Scranton. I was thinking, thinking of... of- the mafia episode where the where the uh, insurance guy comes to Michael thinks it's the mafia. <laughs> Did you see that video of uh, on the office subreddit where they counted down from uh, sixty to one? Why? Someone made a, an edit of uh, different clips from the office of characters counting down from sixty to the number one, as for like New Year's, like counting down. Yeah. And, Throughout the entire show, every single number from 1 to 60, except for 33, is said. Except for 33? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. But Maybe the Superfan episodes will change that. I was, like, blown away by the amount of work. Someone had to go through, watch the show, write down any time a number was said, and then edit the video together in order. I... Something about The Office. Maybe it's because I watched it young, but it's very <laughs> easy for me to remember details about it. I also like watch it pretty regularly, so obviously that plays into it. But I don't know. I think it has like a very easy to remember style of storytelling mm-hmm. where things stick out as memorable because the setting is so mundane. It kind of works in its favor. Huh. Whereas something like uh, Parks and Rec is kind of wackier, and I find it a bit more difficult to remember as many individual plot lines because everything about the show feels like a cartoon. Yeah. Yeah, that makes makes a lot of sense. It's like a tonal balancing act. Mm-hmm. Um, so Gordy though, yeah, party's hard. Gordy's a full cartoon. Yeah, right now they uh they're just giving in. Yeah, he parties too hard, and as a result of that, uh, Krubs tells him that if he doesn't catch the monkey, because uh after the monkey Monday goes sideways, the monkey's on the loose. If he does not catch the monkey by the end of the day, um, then he won't be fired. If he doesn't catch the monkey by the end of the day, he won't be fired. If he doesn't catch the monkey by the end of the day, he will be fired. Yeah, there we go. Mm-hmm. We have to make sure our audience has the right information. You know. Yeah, yeah. I was being I was being too negative. I don't want anyone to get confused out there. No. Uh. And so then that's when uh, Gordy's like, Cookie, make something new for me to make this happen. Uh, Ned's, Ned has PTSD. <laughs> Does that... Ned has PTSD? 
So yeah, uh, and it's similar to how the Grinch does. Yeah, the uh, it, it, it's the worst bit. It's the worst bit. It's my <laughs> least favorite bit in the show too. And it's back. The uh, the stupid Abraham Lincoln, uh, Benedict <laughs> Arnold, Angel Devil bit. It yeah, devolves into juvenile humor so quickly. It's like it, it ruined the episode. Like not ruined, <laughs> but it. It really lowered my enjoyment of the episode. This would have been an, one of my favorites if it weren't for just this. Yeah, yeah. I it's really the, can't stress enough how much I dislike this bit. It's it's not funny. It's never funny. Um, Lincoln wants his popped corn. Yeah, and then Benedict Arnold takes the popcorn bucket and farts into it, which is the joke he did last time. Yes, very good. Who is who is playing these people? It's definitely char- uh, actors on the show, right? Mr. Quest, right? Mr. Quest is Lincoln. Yeah, is he playing both of them? I don't know, actually. Yeah, I don't know who Benedict Arnold He's is. Definitely playing Lincoln. Uh, any other good bits here as they try to save Mondays? Um, Lisa Zemo says she's allergic to rap videos that exploit women. Yeah, that's right. That was a nice little line. Like that um matzo oh, ball monday matzo ball monday what is a matzo ball it's like a kind of wheat ball or something a wheat ball matzo it's like matzo 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 ball yeah matzo ball it's like dumplings it's like dumplings it's made out of it's a mixture of matzo meal beaten eggs water and a fat such as oil yeah i don't i i don't trust your info that doesn't sound right it doesn't sound right to you no that's exactly what it is no i i don't know yeah matzo i don't ball. know but then why it's it should be a dumpling ball no, we can call it we they're, can, they're jewish they're jewish i got you okay all right but what's the uh i like words that have two z's in them you like words that have two like pizza pizza or, or zip zap zip zap uh it's kind of a word not really and matzo zebras uh yeah like if you said it with a z at with the a end. z at the end <laughs> yeah yep zebras backwards is uh the same thing yeah that's right it's interesting so all right anything else about mondays um other than garfield do you hate mondays uh i usually find their i don't know other than yeah. I lo- you don't like garfield ah I, I couldn't tell you a single thing about him. I know he likes lasagna. That's one? Hates Mondays. That's two? Uh, his owner is Greg. John. Okay. Um, so when in my family group chat, when my... It, it was 2022. You familiar? Um, year? My mom sent a gif or whatever that said Happy New Year. And I just wanted back with the... I just said Greg. And then my dad, an hour later, just said Marsha. <laughs> and so I was like, oh, we're starting the new year off right by naming succession characters. <laughs> but then no one in my family group chat acknowledged or responded to that. So I don't know. There must be something else that has Greg and Marsha. The Brady Bunch, Bryce. Is it is Marsha? Uh, there's Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. I know is like a thing. Who's Greg? Greg, he's one of the little boys. No. Yeah. He's the older, he's the biggest boy. The biggest boy. That's where Tom got his name. All right, so uh, we gave this episode, we both gave it a seven. Yeah. Back when, a, we, 
didn't talk about the episode, but then rated it. We were going off a of succession high, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Do you agree with that? No, I want to lower my score. You want to lower your score? Mm-hmm. What? I want to lower it to a 6.5. Oh, that seems... I think harsh. I was just being too kind, you know? Now that I've seen all of Succession and watched mm-hmm. The Grinches... Yes. I have a better gauge of, you know, what my ratings are. Got you. This is a 6.5. Did it bum you out that Nedzy Classified was not in even the top, like, 50 TV shows based on the r slash TV or r slash television ranking that was released? I'm actually surprised Game of Thrones ranked so high considering how many people... So stupid. Like, so consistently insult it. Um... I, I would agree that it deserves a spot in the top 50. I would I, I'd say, I think top 10 is deserving, considering... I'd mm-hmm. say there's more good Game of Thrones than there is bad Game of Thrones, by, like, a wide margin. But if you're making a ranking like that, you're looking at the show holistically. So you can't say, like, more of it's good than is bad, because there's still an aspect that's bad. For me, the last two seasons aren't bad enough to ruin the experience or yeah. take away from what I get from the first six. Like, I, like, personally for myself, I enjoy mm-hmm. the eight seasons of Game of Thrones more than I think I would enjoy the five seasons of Breaking Bad, which was voted the number one best show. And I, I think that's a show mm-hmm. that deserves to be in the top ten as well. But, like, there are things about that show that I think are worth criticizing that you know it's just not in the popular discussion yeah i think breaking bad i don't think that that show is ever getting taken down no i don't think so i think yeah it learned how to appeal to a wide audience by the end in a very like technically sound way yeah i i respect breaking bad and i like it a lot i loved it but Mm -hmm. uh i don't agree with the general consensus that it gets better as it goes on i think it peaked in its first two seasons and it kind of ebbed and it flowed from there until the very end. Yeah, I would, uh, I would agree with that. Um, it also like, yeah, I always felt like it was a little bit too on edge, like uh, and a little bit too like cat and mousey with well, Hank and Walt specifically. What I, what I loved about the first two seasons was like, it had that tension, but it also balanced it with a lot of dark comedy. Yeah. And like, it just felt more charming. I think once they introduced Mexico and started, like, getting into, like, real, like, you know, characters with guns going to kill Walt. Like, yeah. Regularly. Not just, like, every... Not just, like, when the stakes were raised, but on a consistent basis to the point where he had to gun down a bunch of Nazis with a machine gun in the finale. <laughs> like, it's a good it's a good finale. Yeah. That's a, that's a cathartic scene, but... I mean, like, it's insane to it actually is. sit down and analyze what became of that show. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe we'll do it someday. <laughs> That'd be fun. Um, yeah. Uh, bre- breaking, breaking Bruce. Bryce is very bad. Yeah, because I think that other shows, like um, Ozark on Netflix, obviously take so many notes from the Breaking Bad um, notebook, but uh what i like about it is that it didn't spend a bunch of time with like oh who's gonna find out this week like who walt really is it was really just kind of like by the end of season one i'm pretty sure everyone in at the very least everyone in the family knows um and then by like halfway through season two 
pretty much all the characters on the show are, are well aware of the goings and comings of uh, Michael Bluth. So, uh, so speaking, Ren, of um, Breaking Bad, when you go through puberty, your voice can sometimes break. That's right, Bryce. Our bodies are wonderful, crazy things. Mm-hmm. So let me tell you why my issue with this episode is the title. <laughs> yeah, bring it, bring it down for me. <laughs> so the title of this segment is Your Body. And nothing has felt more personal, more targeted in my life than hearing Ned look at me and talk to me about my body. <laughs> Bryce, your body is still growing every day. It, it, I, it made me feel squeamish, um, made me feel uncomfortable. It has, like, I think a decent message uh, to go along with it, uh, it, it to some, you know, to some extent. Like, I, it, it falls I didn't into like the PPA trap, I think. Mm-hmm. Or PSA trap. Where, yeah. like, it, but at the end of the day, its ultimate goal is to deliver the message. So, like, it benches it in a very obvious scene to deliver the message. Yeah. And I don't, it, like, unless, and you haven't seen The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Unless you're The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, you're not going to pull off the very special moment. No. Yeah, this is uh, uncomfortable to me. <laughs> With, like, Coach Durga being given the voice of... Uh, puberty reason. Puberty reason, yeah, and being like, hey, like, you're all still in middle school. You're all, your bodies are still changing. Like, when I was in middle school, I was the, uh, the, I was this height, and then everyone else grew up, and they were much taller than me. And yeah. now I'm scared. Yeah, and now I'm scared. <laughs> everyone towers over me. Well, Bryce, yeah. that's the thing. Cookie says it at the very beginning of the episode. Mm-hmm. Man is imperfect. Yeah, they're, uh, man is imperfect. They are, like, they are bred to make tools or something like that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, and that's it. That is all that man is good for, to be imperfect, make tools, and die. Bryce, I got a question for you. Okay. Uh, big pump or big jump? Oh, I like, I like the big jump. <laughs> Personally. You think this is going to be a big break or big quake? <laughs> neither <laughs> it wasn't either well it was i would say it was a quake it uh <laughs> i don't know these these kids talking about their bodies moses netflix's tall girl i don't know <laughs> what you say mose is netflix's tall girl does netflix have a show about a tall girl net tall girl is a movie on netflix about a tall girl who goes through the struggles of being a tall girl. That's it? Like, how tall? Like, Clifford the Big Red Dog tall? No, she's just, like, a regular tall girl. She's, like, a little bit tall for her grade. My question is, why are you familiar with this? Is this, like, a good movie? Tall, tall girl? Yeah, it's a movie. Tall girl. No, I but think... is it, like, why do you know about it? Because I, I remember people talking about it. All right, how tall is tall girl? You want to know? I want to know. How tall is tall Six girl? Six feet, one inches. Six one? Yeah. It's not that bad. That's livable. Yeah. Is she tall in middle school? How t- yeah, she, she, all she has to do is watch this episode. <laughs> and then she'll understand you. She's uh, 16 and 6 foot 1 and a half inches tall. Tall girl. She's been tall for her age since she was 3. This is um, 
not an okay movie. So did she? So was she six one at three? Well, so yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah. Um. Here's also some. Uh. Here's something else that could be relevant to us. Okay. Ren. Meanwhile, another girl, Liz, asks Dunkelman. I can assume those are both characters in this movie. Dunkelman. Dunkelman on a date. Schnipper. <laughs> Schnipper is now interested. This is for the Wikipedia. Schnipper is now interested in Jody. Jody is the tall girl. So he gets Kimmy to ask her to join them for an escape room. Jody ditches a concert with Farida to go. In the escape room, they kiss in couples. Why Ren. Why do the, all the girls have, like, normal names like Kimmy and the boys are Schnipple and Hunkleberg? <laughs> yeah. What the hell is this? <laughs> yeah, we got, um, we got Stitcher, we got Stieg. Stieg? Kramen. Steve, but Cregan. Farida, Schnipper. Um, they aren't human names. Who are these people? <laughs> they exist in the world of Tall Girl, Ren. They're like demons in the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> and then Eve took the apple from Dunkelman. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So out of these, so um, out of these boys' names, who does Jody, the Tall Girl, end up with? Do we think? I'm thinking Brucklebird. Um. Okay, so Dinkelberg gave her and made a. Uh, okay, Jody arrives in the high heels Dunkelman gave her. So Dunkelman. Is, so is it? So it is Dunkelberg. So Dunkelberg gives her taller heels. To make her taller. Tall, girl? tall, taller girl. But like, so is this like an empowering moment? Is she? Is he making? Her yeah. Feel- yeah. So it's um uh, in a speech expressing newfound confidence in herself. Then Stieg asks Jody out, but she rejects him. She talks to Dunkelman. He reveals the reason he always carries a milk crate. <laughs> what? <laughs> you added that? <laughs> Let me read this. She talks to Dunkelman. He reveals the reason he always carries a milk crate. He stands on it and leans in to kiss her. That's the end of the plot description in Wikipedia. <laughs> So the love triangle was between a guy named Dunkelman and someone named Stieg, not Correct. Stieg. Yeah, but Dunkelman always carries a milk crate with him, but never tells anyone why and no one asks. I, I want to believe it's like a, one of those like closed milk crates where the milk's still inside. It probably. And also, Ren, this just this is the gift that keeps on giving. Thank you. Jody finds her father has organized a Tip Toppers chapter meeting in their house at home. Tip Toppers is a tall people club. <laughs> a tall people club? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but she finds it upsetting. The Tip Toppers Club of Detroit is a nonprofit social club for tall men and women mm-hmm. in Detroit and surrounding areas. What the hell is this? So should we be should we be encouraging tall clubs? Um I don't think so. Tall people meet like this? Yeah, it concerns me. What are they talking about? It can't be anything good, yeah. right? No, I mean, and this has got to be like bad things. Yeah, and I mean, they can probably people. They probably don't have to meet in private. They can probably just meet in public, and they're so high up there that you know we're not looking those up, of us. Yeah, those of us on the ground don't even see. Kind of scary to think about. Wow. Wow. Well, Tall uh, if... Girl Two is an upcoming <laughs> American teen romantic comedy. Uh. If a meteor hits the Earth, t- <laughs> Ren, it's gonna hit Tall Girl first. Can I hit tall Girl first. 
Bryce, are you like the bullies in the 2019 film Tall Girl? I am. <laughs> this is absurd. Um, alright. Well, uh, for the end bit on this, Ren, we can watch a trailer for Tall Girl or something. <laughs> is this our section for bodies? Um. Oh. Whoa. 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 In a, whoa. In a very bad way. No, I'm just trying to <laughs> trying to get back to Ness. <laughs> Do you have anything else to say about your body or is that it? We My done? body? Your uh, body. <laughs> Red, please don't tell us about your body. I'm still growing, Bryce. Yeah, we all are. Uh, Ned doesn't breathe, so he looks like Donkey Kong at one point. <laughs> you remember that when he put the toothpick in his mouth and he just became the gorilla face for a little bit? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he does that. Uh, Durga trains him. Well, Durga, on his behalf, challenges Loomer to a, a like weightlifting contest. Yeah, and then she makes Ned eat a bunch of steak and lift. Mm. Yeah. It's all about form. It's not about strength. I felt that this segment was particularly cartoony, and not in a good way. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. uh, the senior citizens running into Cookie. Oh, that, yeah. What was that? That's... I, I like a little bit of random humor. Mm-hmm. But it needs to be... It needs to be grounded enough where I can, like... Mm except the randomness because you know yeah. random things happen in real life mm-hmm. but if you're like throwing senior citizens driving around running kids over like oh it's wacky it's it's silly mm-hmm. when you like look at it but i don't know it didn't, it didn't feel right were they were they looking for something they were lost so they should have had it at the very least have them be like we're here for the bodybuilding contest or whatever we're here to watch these kids lift some weights. Yeah, I mean, it makes no sense, but neither does them driving through the hallways in a golf cart. <clears throat> so. it, uh, I Ned's getting cartoony in a bad way. Yeah. that's my That was my takeaway from it. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I, um, I don't know. There was, a, there was aspects of the... Uh, one time I saw... <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> one time I saw improv... Uh, who was it? Not Improv Boston, on Improv Asylum. It was, um, the one that like Tina Fey and Amy Poehler came up in. Oh, I have no clue. Second City. Second City. Second City. Yeah. yeah. So they did like a a touring group. They were in Boston a few years ago. They had a really really good bit uh, that had to do with uh the elderly getting drunk in golf carts. So you think if they just did that bit for this episode, mm-hmm. it would have been better? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. probably. So I'll see if I can find it on YouTube for you. Yeah, then we can then we can we can take that bit. And it can be our bit. <laughs> yes, because Second City, I'm sure, would not come after us. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh so there's that, Ren. And then my question for you is um, do you want to finish this now or should we finish this podcast later? What do you mean? Are you getting burned out? By so by that I mean like uh like we could do it now, but also like I kind of want to put it off for later. Oh, do you get I what get, I'm saying? I get what you're saying, Bryce. You're trying to hold on and pull up my notes so I say it exactly right. Gross biology dissection. <laughs> <laughs> no, Ren. I'm trying to procrastinate. Oh, I'm sorry. I ruined the bit, man. I no, it's okay. I really should have just said procrastinate. No, it's okay. It's fine. 
Can you want me to what? Can you forgive me? Yeah, but I won't forget. All right. So this was a waste of my time. Uh, you didn't like the procrastinating <laughs> segment? No. Oh. Um, was it uh, Lisa Zemo hacking into mm-hmm. AI so he has to date her? Yeah, this is another <laughs> another step too far for Lisa Zemo. It's uh, it, Cookie was into it though; he liked it. Well, kind of. He likes that she did it, and then she was like, "But can we still kiss?" And she was like, "Um, no." Yeah, he was like, "No." Um, that actually got a laugh out of me. Yeah, I liked that too, and I liked that there wasn't anything else with it. It was just like, okay, like he said no, so it's done. Uh, um, Moe's and Ned having this random bet out of nowhere. I don't like when shows do this. Mm-hmm. When, like, they introduce, like, established information as if we're always supposed to know it. Like, people love the Leap Day episode of 30 Rock, and it's hilarious. But I I really dislike that, like, it's this big thing that everyone acts like they've always been doing that's just been introduced. I got you. The same way that, like, The Office has that episode where... Everyone says that Oscar's always saying actually, even though like they have to in- they had to invent a bunch of new scenes to get those moments because it mm-hmm. wasn't an established character trait he has. Yeah, yep. And like, so I, now I don't like when I just don't like when mm-hmm. stories do that. It unless they do it really really well and like they explore mm-hmm. it, but obviously they're not going to explore something stupid like this. It's not worth it. <laughs> like the bet. <laughs> yeah. Is it the usual? Oh yeah, it's the usual. Uh, and they build it up. So that the payoff is never going to be as good. Yeah. Like, as... each, every new element they add takes away from the humor it eventually has. Yeah. Um, I think, honestly, that things would have been better if we never saw it. Yeah. I think it it would have been better as a bit of just like, oh, they always do this bet. And it's always the same, the same stakes. And then, you know, I will uh, lose, loses, and that's that. I'll list off the three things about this this segment I liked. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lisa Zemo slipping Loomer homework to break into Cookie's locker. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. Uh, Gordy immediately saving Ned every time. That <laughs> it worked for me. Mm-hmm. I loved it. And uh, twelve volume history of famous twelve volume history. Histories, yeah, yeah, that was a good line. I liked that one a lot. Let me check, see if there was anything that I wrote down. Um. Um, let's see. There's a cookie doing guitar mouth. Guitar mouth? He has a like a twang, like a, a guitar twang oh, that yeah. he puts into his mouth, uh, and he starts playing. I like that. Uh, I wrote. Uh, is there? Never mind. That's the next segment. So that's it. <laughs> Well, because I wrote down, I wrote down twelve volume history of twelve volume history as well. Um, the grapes. Yeah. Were, so, you a, were you a procrastinator? No. I so was. I yeah I have. So I've always been a not a procrastinator, but I'll like, I plan so that way I always am getting things in like a day or two before I need to. At least when in college and high school, it would depend. High school, I had less time to do homework, mm-hmm. but like for college and, and like posts and stuff, yeah, every everything is pretty well timed out because that's a skill you gotta have. You you frequently procrastinated? Oh yeah, always. I was the... like even even at Leslie, I was waiting until the last possible minute to do things. But would it be t- 
to the point that it was detrimental. I feel like it worked in my favor. I feel like I thrive under yep. that pressure. Yeah. And a lot of people do. A lot of people will put things off and then it's, um, they need that like little bit of, like it's a tiny bit of adrenaline Yeah, to get them through it. Really gets um, the mind going. Yeah. You can't afford not to think. Because there's, there's such a difference between procrastinating and then getting something done versus yeah. procrastinating and just not doing it. Yeah. Like I've never ever procrastinated to the point where I was like, I can't do this. There's maybe even one po- time in my life where I procrastinated and I've realized that something was a lot bigger mm-hmm. than I had realized. And so maybe I had to like throw a Hail Mary and be like, Hey, can I have another day? But otherwise, um, yeah, I mean, the, and they talk about this bet. Moe's has to like learn how to clog and she can't because she has to break them in. I was really expecting something to come out of that, but it really was just Mosewer's clogs all segment and then can't dance. Yeah, and then she's kind of uh, scolded for procrastinating, but I would have just been like, I'm so sorry, I got these shoes for this special presentation a week ago and I've been trying to break them in. And, and, like, it's and my not, feet hurt. Yeah, it's not like she even procrastinated. She really No. Didn't. Like, if the episode wanted to make that the message that they should have actually commented on it beforehand yeah as is moses just kind of going about her business we don't see her side of the story and mm-hmm. she's not like elisa zemo where you can have stuff happening to her off screen she's one of the three leads yeah like it's unsatisfying when you do stuff like that mm-hmm. and so then moses loses the bet because ned presents on japan and yeah. uh I didn't, so that was weird to me too when Ned is like, Well, Mose, I'm gonna present on Japan. And she's like, What? What was that? Like, uh, as if like he had some unfair advantage or something like that. He got the best country named Nintendo. Is that why she was like, <laughs> I wanted to do Japan? They should have. So I think what they should have done is they should have all segment long had Ned instead of him trying to do this, like, oh, I got to get stuff done things, he should have connected with uh, Mr. Wright earlier on. And then every time we saw him with Moe's, Moe's would have been like, Ned, stop procrastinating. And it would have looked like he was procrastinating, but really he was... so much better. Really, he was, like, actually doing the works. That way, when it got to this moment, he's like, Japan, it clicks in our head. And we see, like, oh, yeah, he was folding, and that's why it was Japan. Or, like, when he was playing with the sword and it seemed like it was silly. Like it was Japan, but Bryce, for- that would that would require writing three individual scenes instead of putting them all into one montage. I know, yeah, yeah. But then they could have saved time on the montage. Good point. But then how would they save money on filming? Yeah, a yeah. montage you only got to film a second. Mm-hmm. Film is money. So, yeah, I think that that's that's what I would have had them do to just mix things up a little bit more. But, uh, Ren, your body and procrastination. I hate the name. I don't want to talk about your body anymore. We don't have to, man. Okay. We can talk about yours. I don't want to talk about my body, your body, anybody's body. Nobody. Um, so this was to me probably a 5.5. A 5.5? That feels high, but I'm going to go with a 5.5. Why? I'm going with a four. 
Yeah, that probably feels better. <laughs> um, anything else to say on it? On those ratings? No, I, that yeah. feels right. Do you, uh, uh, did you ever dissect anything in school? Did I ever dissect anything? Yeah. In school... Any, any living thing, I guess. Okay, I was going to say, in school, no, but I uh, each week I dissect something and record yeah. it and put it on a podcast. That's cool. So um no uh we had so we went to this place and i may have talked about it before um called nature's classroom mm-hmm. and um so my experience with nature's classroom was different i think most people a lot of people like kids in massachusetts like area went to it we went for a week ren they um offer different classes including dissecting animals i always opted to not dissect an animal though yeah i opted out in uh, high school yeah now did you do a, a an online it one was instead? a paper one it was a paper one a paper what dissection it, you had to like it had it was like a sheet book you, it like went through it like step by step mm-hmm. and like placed you on it so that's what you did instead yeah yeah um you would you have done this the virtual dissection done it yeah the technology seems yeah it's like uh you know mm-hmm. the ds game trauma center yeah you gotta be just like that you just use the stylus mm-hmm. do a little bit of surgery super easy you get some points slow down time fun game. Mm-hmm. okay yeah um i've never played that game they're fun yeah D- didn't get to play that one but uh so let me look at my notes here. Ren, this is what I got. Uh, is there a relationship tension between Rose and Gordy? Rose and Gordy? Rose is the cafeteria lady. Oh. The lunch lady. Uh, they, yeah, they go in there looking for the frog after the frog's been stolen. And Gordy's like, oh, Rose. Wow, I didn't even notice they named and her. After. She's like, she's like, Gordy. How do you feel about her getting a name? I feel like they added her name there because there's some tension because, you know. You think you think they're in love? I think they could be in love. I, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't put it past them, you know. Mm-hmm. I think what Ned's Declassified needs is an adult relationship to get the viewers invested. <laughs> there's no Jim and Pam. It might as well and be Gordy to... and Rose. <laughs> yeah, Rose and Gordy. Did you notice that Gordy got added to the opening credits? I did. Yeah, he got the promotion, finally. Good for him. It's mm-hmm. weird that he had it over Monroe. Super weird. Super weird. But he's finally there. And, uh, what, like, so in here, Susie Crabgrass is anti-dissect frogs. Yeah, Doesn't find but, it to be humane. But uh, Moe's loves dissecting frogs. Mm-hmm. She thinks it's very humane and wants Ned to do it more. Yes. Ned has to choose. Ned's conflicted. Do I dissect 20 frogs with my bare hands, or do I tell people not to? Dissect what? None. None. (laughs) Yeah, it's one or the other. It's not both. So, uh, he's conflicted. Moses is like, we've been wanting to do this all year. What's the deal, dude? And, like, Ned strikes me as the kind of kid that would, he would have been into it. Yeah. So... But he but, also actually is the kind of kid who would not do it because of a crush. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so very on par with this character. And he doesn't. Um, 
doesn't ultimately do it at the end, right? Which kind of shocked me. I yeah, thought, thought that they came to a place where it was okay for him to do it and not have any big character conflicts. But The fact they made Moe's also not want to do it. Mm-hmm. Like, it was very weird that they clearly took a stance on it. Yeah, pretty much the only kid that did want to do it was the one that was afraid of throwing up. Yeah. Which was weird. That was um, weird. I was, I would have been okay with, um, not, like, with not, either not knowing that, or, I don't know, I feel like they made a big deal about, it, pe- about it, who like, did and who didn't. Moe's should have dissected, because it makes sense with her character, she's, like, the smart student. Mm-hmm. Even Sweeney has, like, a comment earlier in the episode, like, don't you want to be Dr. Bigby? Yeah. Like, because, like, maybe Ned will realize that he likes it, likes mm-hmm. dissecting things, so he'll become a doctor, so he can dissect whatever he wants. Yeah. Something bigger. <laughs> something faster that he has to catch mm-hmm. would that um would that make science dissections more interesting is if you had to catch the animal <laughs> yes that you were gonna dissect it would like let's say you create like a science field inside every like lab or something mm-hmm. where you set the animal loose and then the scientist has to run after it yeah like physically hunt it and then dissect it Okay. Okay, that could be cool. Because, like, mm-hmm. if you think about, like, caveman times, they were the first scientists. Mm-hmm. So if we really want to get back to our roots and really figure out this whole science thing out, we got, we did this is how we have to do yeah. sessions. Ren, did you know that without math, we are just cavemen? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, uh, that German teacher. <laughs> yeah, pretty sure um, her son is in Tall Girl. So... <laughs> Is it Guggenheim? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So there's that going on. Uh, they end up convincing Sweeney to allow virtual dissections. Yeah, they pulled it off. Mm-hmm. Which is, you know, it's a big win for scientists everywhere. P. Froggy gets to live. P. Froggy. They do two gross-out jokes with them. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Did like you uh, them? No, I didn't. I think I would have liked the second one if they actually committed to killing him. Like, and if, then... if the segment actually ended with P. Froggy getting run over by a school bus, mm-hmm. and just those four characters were just standing there, <laughs> nuts. Like, mm-hmm. it's totally inappropriate for Ned's, but you know what? Kudos for trying, guys. <laughs> <laughs> you pushed the boundaries. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> yeah, but if, um, if we're gonna do it, just do it. Let's commit. Yeah. Don't have, have you can't have it both ways. This episode had me thinking the whole time of the frog scene in ET. Uh, where he's eating Reese's pieces. No, no, oh, you you're like you're not good with ET. Right, I think we I already know this. ET about the bathtub, and he says that sometimes spiders come up. What? <laughs> yeah, and ET points at he points at the drain, and he goes, Elliot. And then Elliot and goes, spider, spider. <laughs> That's where the eight-legged, the eight-legged creatures come from. ET, stay away from there. Spider, spider, <laughs> spider. Reese's Pieces, Coca Cola. Um, no, there's a whole bit where uh, Elliot's at school and ET's at home. And Elliot is supposed to be dissecting a frog, but instead lets them all go. Because E.T. has, like, control over him. Over frogs? 
No, over Elliot. So, like, E.T.'s making Elliot control the frogs. No, no one's controlling the frogs. So, Elliot e. is controlling Elliot to free the frogs. Yes. Why? Because E.T. likes lives. So, like, is E.T. mind, like, possessing him? What's up? Yeah. Yeah, they're connected. Should we watch E.T.? No. <laughs> no. Yeah, they, they get connected, and then the FBI breaks in, and they're covered in, like, flowers sitting in the bathroom together. And then E.T. goes home, and that's where the ride takes place. Yes, with uh, E.T. and Yaddle. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So He's from Phantom Menace. Yeah. <laughs> Yaddle is Grogu's mom. Go- Grogu's mom? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Yoda. Yeah, that, that's, I don't have much else to say about this. About frogs and cafeterias and... Virtual dissections, yeah. European victory kisses. The European victory kisses. When uh, Ned goes to kiss Susie and he says it's a friendly kiss. Oh, yeah. Yes? Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's just a friendly kiss. And she's like, I'm still with Loomer. Don't you know? Yeah. No, in fact, we don't because the show forgets to remind us. The show just doesn't bother pairing them together. Which is so upsetting. It's a waste. Why even introduce this dynamic if you're mm-hmm. not going to use it? Yeah, it's just a roadblock. They also haven't been using uh, Mose and Susie in a while, either. Yeah. Yeah, what the heck? They kind of forgot that they were supposed to be best friends. Yeah, in fact, they were even kind of at odds this episode. Mose was, like, really her. Yeah, it was basically back to the old dynamic. Like, it felt like a season one episode. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Ren, we get to our final segment of the evening. That's right. Upperclassmen. Uh, Jock Goldman just said hi to me. Who? Oh, Jock Goldman? Yeah, Jock Goldman, you know? Yeah? The coolest, uh, eighth grader mm-hmm. in school. Are you, are you gonna take his cheesing pants? I'm going to take his cheesing everything. Oh, man. His life. Mm. So this is why gingers, um, get a bad rap. Because of the, the, this kind of shit you pull? Because, no, exactly. Because... <laughs> <laughs> We get characters on TV shows where we're little mischievous ginger boys are running around stealing stealing people's pants, their wallets. Um, They can be sedated by classical music. Um, And this is, it's not, it's upsetting. Like a proper freak. Yeah, (laughs) he is. He is a proper freak. (laughs) Yeah. And so like, um, you know, this is it's not great i hate annoying kid characters mm-hmm. like the dw's of the world well, they, this... they annoy me and irritate me on such a visceral level yeah yeah well this is our our cory's got a bone hand of nessie classified uh but <laughs> yeah i guess it is this is our the closest we get palmer he's very unique he's a very unique boy <laughs> wink wink nudge nudge oh my god vp you can't just say that and then he runs away chased by the other children the first thing uh palmer noid does is break into a locker and eat a sandwich yeah i love yeah. uh what one little transition scene in the background palmer just slaps a backpack down <laughs> just slaps it out of someone's hands he's like so aggressive he's intense um and he tells Ned, like, you know what, Ned? I, Mom wants to send me to a private school, but I want to come here and be your friend forever. 
Yeah. Ned, Ned hates that, him. Like, they should have added Palmer Noid as like a Scrappy Doo character who hung out with them, even though like it mm-hmm. didn't make sense for him to be around. In season three? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they should have. And his he still only would have had the bit of just stealing people's clothes. What did you think of this bit of this uh child Ooh. stealing other people's clothes? No. You didn't like when he fully stripped the boy at the end? No. And wrote on his body for all the children to see? First of all, how? How is he doing that? Is he freezing time? He's like the Flash. Have you so seen like, do, you, do you know who the Flash is? Yeah, yeah. He's like, he's like this red guy who runs quick. No, I said yes. He's like, uh, you know Quicksilver from Marvel? Uh, he's like the DC guy for that. Yeah. He's fast too. Yeah, he's like him. So like Palmer Noid is like fast. He's flat. So oh, he can like control time. And that's why he strips people? Yes. Um, yeah, he's like a, ma- a magical goblin. <laughs> he is a little goblin. Yeah. We, uh, we see Vanessa in this episode. We Did do. You notice that she's actually foreshadowed in one of the episodes we watched? Uh, was she in the math one? Cookie's pal. No, his pal thing uh, said that he had a date with Vanessa that Lisa overwrites when she hacks in. Oh. So he's been seeing her off screen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The, the eighth grade girl. The one year age difference, Ren. It means everything. It does. If it you does. Are one year older than someone, you cannot marry them. You cannot like them. It's wrong. Mm-mm. But if you're two or three years older than them, yeah, it's cool. It's acceptable. It's acceptable. <laughs> yeah, in like middle school, it um, I feel like it in like high school, it had a little bit more like, I don't know, a little bit more meaning, but really still not that much. It was just yeah. like one year difference. Um. But yeah, Cookie's like, I gotta make sure Vanessa doesn't realize I'm only a seventh grader. So that's his whole thing here. And finally, he asks her to the dance. But also, he steals, he breaks into someone's locker. That's right, he breaks into, he spies on her, steals her locker, mm-hmm. steals her bunnies. Yeah, gives her stuff away. And then gets caught. And that's when um, Cookie's like, do you want to go to the dance? And Vanessa's like, no and cookie's like because i'm not an eighth grader and then i said it i want to be very clear ren i said it out loud and then vanessa said it says no because you're a liar because you lied to me yeah i don't care about your age it's because you weren't honest cookie Mm -hmm. haven't you ever watched one sitcom anything Mm -hmm. anything any piece of media have you read a book watched a film Mm -hmm. are they in this for the long like uh the long term i know that this doesn't end well for cookie but let's uh i'm thinking cookie vanessa lisa zemo love triangle yep and then uh when lisa zemo goes through her like glow up yeah that's when cookie and vanessa is gonna end okay yeah okay we'll see yeah what about uh so jock goldman the eighth grader that we're introduced to here He's That's like if, right. if if Loomer and Seth had a baby. Yeah, so we're just going to act like Seth Powers doesn't exist anymore? Yeah, pretty much. Like, I, I don't mind the idea of introducing 8th graders who are more popular in, like, the hierarchy. Mm-hmm. But, like, Seth Powers is the most popular kid in the 7th grade. Use a frame of reference. Yeah. Like, the, the opportunity is right there. Why are you not doing this? He wasn't available that day to shoot. Yeah. He was uh, with his... Th- huh? Do you think... 
Do you think Jock Goldman should get back together with Amy Cassidy? I don't care. <laughs> For some reason, the show thought I cared. But he gave away Mr. Pinky. Yeah. Yeah, he did. Um, that like, Did you even feel bad for Moe's? Uh, it's like this crush just came out of nowhere. Yeah, it did. Like, they haven't really acknowledged the eighth graders. And if we were going to have an episode about upperclassmen, I, I wish it wasn't like this. It reminds me of like that episode of Hey Arnold where like the, what is it? The fifth graders hunt them down and they all have to run and hide. But without oh, yeah. that charm or fun or tension. But so, yeah, like, I don't. You do an upperclassman episode. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because I was going to say like that show also does a nice job. Like Wolfgang exists throughout that show. He yeah. isn't just in that episode. That's true. And Jock Goldman is like, even his name makes it so obvious he's not going to be there. <laughs> we will never see that man again. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so and I don't feel like they needed to give us two romance-inspired like storylines. No. Regarding the overkill. And the, like, these past few episodes have, have been romance-heavy between Lisa and Cookie's crush and Ned's crush on uh, Susie and mm-hmm. Moses' crush on Jock Goldman. It's just, we're, we're, we're running into the Corey problem, I think. Yeah. It's starting to become a bit too, bit too much, a bit too frequent. Ned just wants to kiss. Ned just wants to, he just wants to kiss this year. Yeah. Him and Newt are just looking for kisses. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, and it, it, it was a fine time. This is a fine outing. Um, what's his face? Noid keeps on getting... Palmer Noid. Palmer Noid keeps on getting beat up. Uh, keeps on getting Ned beat up. That's right. Ned's in a neck break by the end of the segment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Because uh, Ned's trying to convince Palmer that this is not the place he wants to be and tries to get Palmer beat up, but instead it just keeps happening to Ned. Did you know, Ren, that if you step on the wolf, you are going to be hunted down by 8th graders? That's right. The moment you step foot on the wolf, six 8th grade boys will circle you and just beat the ever-loving crap out of Wait, you. Wait, Ren, Ren, I have a quick question. Where, uh, for the bet, where was uh, Moe standing at the end of that episode? Oh, Bryce, I think she was on the wolf. Oh, okay. Why was she not mercilessly beaten as everyone took photos and laughed? Yeah, maybe as the the camera uh, ended, as the episode faded out, that's what we missed. Moments later, Moose was mercilessly beaten down by the 8th graders. This is bad continuity. Yeah, it's it's fine. It's like, it's a little thing. But also, it's, it's kind of a big thing because so many scenes have happened right there. Yeah. Like, why introduce that? Like, it's one thing if Ned was lying. Mm-hmm. It's another that, like, it's it's real. He steps on it, then they beat him up. Yeah. He's telling the truth, and, like, we know that cannot be. No. Um, I mean, overall, though, I had some fun. I think I had more fun with these two segments, um, with the frog and with the upperclassmen, than I did with your, uh, your body and... Uh, <laughs> and uh, procrastination i agree i think that uh we have i think we could formally call it a sophomore slump though yeah i think so too i think we're here i think it's uh, yeah i think this is gonna probably be neds for a little bit mm-hmm. uh, i'm gonna go with a 5.5 as well which is just what i gave the last 
episode your body and procrastination but i'm gonna also move your body procrastination down to a five because that is where it should have been smart so i'm no. i'm gonna give this one a five okay um Walter, what do you think of the title wasn't just biology dissections but gross biology dissections they didn't really lean, lean into the gross part they no. felt kind of unnecessary as part of the title mm-hmm. i don't know something about these segments i like i feel like these are good ideas that are being squandered because they're being forced into 11 minute batches yeah like there is so much you can do with you know upperclassmen or biology dissections procrastinating or even your body bryce Mm -hmm. Mm -mm. (laughs) Mm -mm. but like i don't know it doesn't feel like it's working in the show's advantage i feel like of the episodes vice principals uh handled the best because it had like a through line between segments you know he used vice principal crubs as like a binding point so it wasn't like at the end of the day, the Monday segment was a little bit out of place, but it was at least still, I don't know, it felt like a more coherent full 22 minutes than usual. Oh, yeah. What about, um, never mind. Never what? mind. That's what? it. No, what? I was just, never mind. What? I'm good. What? I'm good. Nothing. What? Um, you have to say it. No, I was going to ask, okay, so I was going to ask you, what about if we're looking at this season so far uh-huh pepper alleys slash lunch to now has not been good so this like the sophomore slump didn't just start here that's true it feels like it's been going but like at this point it's it's identifiable yes like, it's clear that it's been here mm-hmm. what a bummer yeah i mean we we enjoyed for the most part season one there's that one cheater slash bullies which we were very down on (laughs) but otherwise i know it is kind of a bummer rent moving forward how are we doing this that's a good question right Mm -hmm. uh do we go back to just individual episodes i think we do too okay i think we do too for a little bit it's gonna seem like a lot but it allows us to kind of fly through the segments a little bit faster and really just focus on what we want to focus on uh, and not overly focus on things that we don't need to do, right? Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, with that, I also feel okay. I mean, I, I don't know about you, Ren. Do you want to still talk about grades? I feel like I don't want to talk about grades. I don't want to talk about grades tonight. I, I don't want to, well, not even tonight. I think in ever, general. Ever again? Ever again. I think it's ditched. <laughs> I... <laughs> I think we should at least do the end of semester report cards. Like that seems fair. Semester. Yeah, maybe yeah, it's. I'm okay, I'm okay ditching the grades because mm-hmm. I'll be honest, it is my least favorite part of each. Semester. Of course it is, and it's last too. Yeah. So if it, it, people are probably zoning out at that point, so why don't we? Um, yeah. So maybe we'll do like a twenty minute like, uh, thing at the end of the season, where we just like give them their grades. I like Maybe that. there's there's more like build up there. So, all right, Ren. So we rated these episodes. Uh, next week we will talk about season two, episode eight, dares and bad habits, and episode nine, substitute teachers and the new kid. Nice. So should be a lot of fun. 
to see uh, where this takes us. And, uh, you know, we're in the sophomore slump, but maybe we'll get out of it very soon. I, I think uh, I think this will be good for Pace. I think yeah. it'll also help us kind of, like, keep things into perspective a, a bit better than going one at a time. Oh, yeah. With, with a continuity-heavy show, like, going week by week, it's fulfilling to see how the pieces are, like, getting fit together. Mm-hmm. But I feel like watching two episodes together would will help us maybe appreciate the continuity a bit more, maybe just even give us more to talk about on, like, a technical level about Ned's, just help us, just spending more time with the show, I guess. Sure. Yeah. All right, Ren. <clears throat> well, thank you all so much for listening. Welcome back to Ned's. Happy New Year again. Uh, we're looking forward to a year filled with Ned's Declassified. Ren, are we going to finish Ned's this year? If we, if, if we do two episodes a week, we will. Maybe. It's a it's a it's a very solid maybe. That's true. <laughs> Can't promise anything, but we have twelve. Like, who knows when we're gonna get distracted again and by what? <laughs> That's true. It, it's gonna happen. It's true. Oh, very true. All right. Well, thank you all so much. Uh, go ahead and you can uh like us on or whatever it is. Subscribe on iTunes. Follow us on Spotify. Whatever your uh your podcast preference is and we will see you all back here next week i hope you enjoy your stay at the bryson renatorium take care everyone bye bye I might think of it like think of all the like comedians and actors who have gotten honorary degrees just for being in like home improvement or science stuff. Okay, true. So they would be doing it on their turf. So when Bryce Ren goes into syndication, mm-hmm. you basically have Henderson Hall already mm-hmm. named after you. Uh I love it, Ren. Yeah, <laughs> I really think um I well, do you think you and I could already get an honorary degree from Leslie? Like another one? An honorary degree. With uh with the podcast that we just have now. With this. I think we could make a pretty compelling mm-hmm. case and probably get like a few emails. Then. Uh, you cut out, but you're saying you think we could get a few emails? Oh, I I think we could make a compelling case mm-hmm. and make and, and like a uh and get like get the conversation going for a few emails. I don't think we'd be we'd be able to pull it off like super successfully. Okay. Well, what if it's just the Grinch Week episodes? They're good episodes, right? <laughs> <laughs>